0: my shorts. Hello everybody, welcome to the Dave Lee down in the podcast. I'm of course your host Dave Lee. And this is episode number 61. Is that 61 or 62? 62. 62. Tickety Boo 62. Tickety Boo
1: 62. Tickety Boo.
0: Yeah, I can give you another one. Turn the screw 62. Yeah, both a bit shit. I like the tickety boo one. It's not bad. That's alright. Sounds very, very English. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, I was a bit confused because I've got 61 written in my uh, score in my uh, uh spreadsheet oh, yeah, today, yeah, but it's, it is 60. A bit anyway, that a bit. I know <laughs> of course the podcast goes out every single Monday. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that we'll in talk- a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, the podcast of course does go out on all the major podcasting platforms, for now including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music and Audible. Uh, the visual element is available, uh, to go on, it's available on YouTube, uh, over on the podcast channel, which goes out two days earlier to Patreon supporters. So head over to patreon.com forward slash Dave Lee Down Under if you'd like to support the podcast, if you'd like to support Dave Lee Down Under brand, whatever else. Uh, you can, of course, find me on YouTube at Dave Lee Down Under over on Twitter and Instagram, Letterboxd, all that jazz. There's links in the description of every podcast. And if you want to write into the show, you can shoot an email to dailypod at gmail.com. If you're listening on the podcasting platforms, please leave a review and a rating. Only good ones, Only like good ones, because s- nah, they sit... I know. The well, bad ones are bad. Good ones are good. Not Go better. ahead. Give a good one. Whatever else. <laughs> and of course, uh, as always, I'm joined today by Old Mate Rick.
1: G'day, guys. Hope you're all well. We're doing well in Melbourne.
0: Yeah. Loving it. Loving life. It's good. Doing well here in England. Yeah.
1: Well, Except for these winds. Oh, oh yeah, big winds there today, haven't you? Big winds today. And That's, and that's, inside, Nin- the, that's inside the house. <laughs>
0: yeah. Ninety mile an hour winds at the moment. Oh my god, that's Yeah, big. people are uh, taking days off work. Just got a message from Alicia, she said absolutely no one is in. Just her. Everyone oh, else is taking really? the day off because it's uh yeah, because it's too windy. In fact, I opened the window in here and it can almost flew out of my hands. <laughs> so there is actually really? very, very strong winds. Wow. Madness. Anyway, so uh, that's how we're going. Uh, we're still. Well, how's this? We're chatting away and the theme's still going. Yeah. That's got to be a record. Oh, it's coming to an end now. Here we go. Oh, yeah. This is very unprofessional podcasting. It is. A bit podcasting. Get, it is there's, getting, there's that gag again. Just, there's just, that gag again.
1: Just love listening to the theme. There we go.
0: All done. All done, finally. Yep. We just thought we'd enjoy that for one of the last times. Don't <laughs> 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 give it away. <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk about it in a minute. Yeah. So, how's it been going over there then? Yeah, good.
1: We're uh, less restrictions now. We can go to, a, we can we can go to pubs and stuff without restrictions now. You got still, I think you still gotta check in. I think to pubs and clubs and stuff. And dance floors are now open. So, you know, if you're into dancing, you get your jive on. Off you go. Have fun. Yeah, yep. all enjoy that sort that. of stuff. Might be able to go and pick up and.
0: All that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now that to... COVID is over. Apparently, oh well, yeah, apparently well, it's all over. Exactly right.
1: <laughs> Life's slowly leading back to normal, which is nice. Well, I hope it is for yeah. everybody listening.
0: Yeah, hopefully it's very nice. Mm. Um, should we uh, should we tell the news now? <laughs> uh, might as well. <laughs> now, not it's the as
1: news. Good a time as any. L-
0: Now's as good as time as any. It's the, it's the open period of the show where we can just talk. Um, this is the Dave Lee Down Under podcast, and uh, this is this is our second last show,
1: second last one, for now.
0: Second last, yeah, for now. We um have decided. Have you been listening regularly? You know the struggle it's been for us to just try and get this podcast. Working, trying to find a format that works, trying to build, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It has got to a point now where it has become quite. We've. It, it's become quite difficult to maintain
1: the enthusiasm.
0: <laughs> well, that's probably part of it. Yeah, it's been no, hard to maintain well, about in, everything.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to maintain getting up and doing it and it's not growing and it's hard to it's hard to grow a podcast and stuff the market's probably really saturated and um you know times are times at a bit of a premium for both of us at the moment and um mm-hmm. particularly you know with Dave you know Dave in Europe and me back here in Australia it's um it gets a little difficult to sort of get the timing right for for us to both be uh up and about and uh spray yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Dave, Dave's, Dave, Dave's not long. Got out of bed and had a shower and breakfast, and I've and I've yeah. just had dinner and I'm knackered from a day's work. So, got to yeah. come. It's got to come a point when you sort of think, "Oh well, let's uh, let's move on from it for a little while and see what happens," you know.
0: Yeah, sort of many factors. I mean, as I said, you've been listening for this year and a half, I suppose, and we've always been pretty open and honest about the work process behind the podcast and trying to workshop getting the shows right and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, there's just multiple factors that have just led us to realize that the biggest, the biggest issue, I guess for most of the time has been the, uh, for the, the time that needs to be dedicated to something like this. Yeah. Um, particularly when I've got my YouTube shit going on as well, which is my main really my main focus and um, where I earn my living. Um, Realising that the podcast takes a day, a week out of my time, or my, out of my, my YouTube schedule, which adds up to about five days a week, which is like a f- full working week. Yep. Um, yeah. Worth the time that I have to spend away from my videos. I'm overshooting um, Deadlines my... My yeah. deadlines, Um I, I'm finding it really hard to kind of keep up with everything that I need to do on YouTube. Lots of factors. There's lots of stuff that I have to do for YouTube. Like I always say that you, you produce three kinds of content. You produce the content you want to produce you produce the content you your viewers want you to produce, and then there's like the contractual stuff. And the contractual stuff usually gets in the way of the other stuff, and you kind of have to work around that and stuff. So I've got a lot of that going on. And then on top of that, the podcast just makes it just that little extra bit harder. We moved away from video podcasts a while ago, hoping that that would help. Um, and that certainly did help quite a bit, that cut back on the time that it takes to make one of these things and get it out there, probably by about half. But it still takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. And it's not just the sitting and recording for an hour and a half, two hours. But it's, you know, writing a script for a couple of hours. It's then the back-end editing, which can take me two or three hours. It's the scheduling. It's all that kind of stuff. I mean, you've got a one-person team or a two-person team trying to get all this stuff together. It's kind of tricky. Because mm. um, cause
1: you're, so cause you're, cause you're the one that does it. You do all your own editing and... You know, you're recording yeah. and all that sort of stuff as well. So that that's difficult if, if you know, th- if they had people around you that were editing and all those sorts of things, uh, this sort of thing mm. becomes more pleasurable because you don't have to spend all that time, all that time and effort yeah. doing it, you know, and particularly yeah. with something that's sort of hard to grow when it's it's been sort of stagnant for for quite a while and, and, and getting getting growth is the hard part, you know, so.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing. I kind of dived into the analytics and it you you can look at like the graph of how your podcast has grown and you really want to see that going up you really want to see that kind of peaking and going up and up and up i looked at i looked at it for the entire year and a half we've been doing it and it's literally been stagnant the entire time mm. there's been little periods where it spikes up and grows a little bit and then it just rapidly drops back down to this kind of base level so it's really difficult to get a podcast out there um YouTube's difficult to get out there, but YouTube has the algorithm that will push content out
1: yeah. if
0: the video's doing well, if it's something that people want to watch. I don't believe there is really such a thing going on with podcasts unless you have, like, a super successful episode and then it gets pushed out to, like, the home pages and stuff. But I don't think that kind of algorithmical, like, hey, you listen to this, why why not try this? It might be similar or, you know, that kind of thing. I don't think it's as precise as podcasts, and it's very hard to figure out how to grow, uh, grow a podcast. And I don't know. Like you said, it could be that it's just such a oversaturated market. Uh, I think we've done okay in such an oversaturated market. Um, it could be that. It could be the fact that we're just producing stuff that a very small audience want Sh- to uh, shit. <laughs> wanna listen to, um, or who knows? It could be a, a wide variety of things. But it is. When you take in all these factors into account, and it starts to feel like a chore. That's the point when you have to go. All right, I think this is where we close the curtains. Yep. Because it's not fair on us to keep pushing ourselves through something that we're not particularly like. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy sitting here and doing it. So the stuff around it and the ramifications of having to produce this thing on on all my other content, where I make my living, um, is you know the major part. But it's not fair on us to kind of push ourselves through that. And it's not fair on the listeners if we're then, as a result, producing subpar content. That's right. So, you know, I don't want to sit here and produce a podcast that is not the best we can do because we've lost kind of, you know, the momentum or the enjoyment of it all. Mm. You know, we took that uh, that time off too, sort of over the, the period when I left Australia, came over here, over christmas and all that kind of shit we took like two months off the podcast or whatever it was was um and i i kind of realized in that time how much i enjoyed not having to do it (laughs) you know we've been you know the last month or two last year a few months last year probably just trying to struggle to kind of figure out how to do things easier and and more efficiently when i didn't have when i didn't have to do it i realized it was just everything else became so much easier for me yeah all my videos became easier and just the uh, the idea of having to do all this extra work i realized oh this is so great not having to do the podcast as soon as we come back into it it all came back like oh yeah this is how much work it is to put into one of these things mm. and sort of realized like oh yeah I did enjoy not having to do this, and
1: and within, within that, I mean, the the thing you you have to be careful of is burnout, you know, right, exactly because the amount of the amount of time you spend editing and recording and doing all that sort of stuff, like you're mm. doing, what ten, twelve, fourteen hour days nearly every day, almost seven days a week, in some some instances, yeah, about that. Mm. so you've got to be careful that um, you know uh, of uh, of burnout, um, you know.
0: Well, yeah, it's it's not so much that this takes me away from other work, but it's also it takes me away from just living life, being, having the time to chill out. Yeah, you know, and I had you know I had that time over the period, and I love just having the flexibility of being able to do my videos in the time that they needed to be done, but also having that time to just chill out as well. And it might not be much, but again, it's the podcast takes up the five days, Yep. like a, an entire work week. A month, and that's five days um, you could be spending so,
1: with, you know, with Alicia or well, exactly you know, right. relaxing and enjoying life
0: again. The definition of burnout is putting a lot of effort into something and not getting the reward. Yep, um, and we do get the reward, we have people listening and writing in and all that stuff, and we do really appreciate that and stuff. But it's like when you can't grow something and you're putting so much effort into it, it you burn out. So I feel like we've reached the point of burnout with the podcast, mm. but I don't want that to then
1: filter over into everything else.
0: Yeah, filters over into the YouTube stuff mm. and I just burn out completely. So it's just one little extra thing that for now just needs to go until the eventual day where I can hire people to do shit for me, which... Might be a little while off still, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So it just comes the time where it's like, all right, I think it's time to to just it, like we've tried so many different things, like format changing. We just can't peg it down, and I think we just need time. And I know we've just taken like a two months off, but we need time to sort of go. Okay, well, what can we do next? Whether that's a monthly show where it's like more focused on a specific topic. Or we dive into particular movies, or you know each episode on one of our favorite movies or just you know something like that I feel like might be a better better thing to do and might have better luck, but I think it might be a while till we take off something like that uh because we just have to sort of all these work get all these working parts and try to figure something out mm. um but yeah, I think that's uh I think that about about says it all
1: mm. it's been good fun it's been it's been great. It's been great. It's been great yeah. fun doing it, but um, you know, as you said, comes a time when you've got to realise that you know it's taking up time where you know, time needs to be used for other things, and um, it's about that time.
0: Let's get into today's show. This isn't the last show. We've got uh, this one, and we're going to do one next week as well, uh, just to kind of close it all off. And uh, we feel like we, we we thought we'd do the the. Uh, uh, the right thing and sort of give the heads up and go. All right, we're going to end it next week, as opposed to all right, this is the last one. See you later. So we're going to do a show next week, um, and then that's sort of it. And you watch it spike
1: for next week. Everyone yeah, probably, get on yeah. Woo-hoo, best, gone. Woo. best episode
0: ever. <laughs> best episode ever. Yeah, so good. So anyway. anyway, yeah. So get on there. So get on there. Drop us some reviews and ratings. Uh, we actually haven't had any since last September, no. which is. Disappointing, (laughs) but um, so get on there and just spam it, just spam it. But anyway, let's uh, let's get on to today's. Let's let's get on to today's show. We've pissed on long enough. What a picture! Good picture. Yeah, so much fun. All right, this is what we've been watching this week. Exactly right. Which I feel like has been getting less and less every week. And I pressed the right button too, Uh, which was good. You did. Congratulations. (laughs) Well done. You've been all right. Didn't have to be prompted. Um, Hey, I finally got through all the DreamWorks movies.
1: Oh, what a chore. My God. How many?
0: 42.
1: Oh. I don't know if I could have done that. Not in the short period of time that you've done it. I think
0: mm, I've probably, probably watched them one. all,
1: but, you know, not over the space of a month or whatever it's been for
0: you. Mm, it's something that, I mean, like we watch something on tally every day. Watch an episode of a TV show every day. Yeah. Watch a movie a couple of times a week. Mm. But it was once a day basically for two months or three months or however long it's taken me to do it. A lot of them are just crap, man. I realized <laughs> a lot of them are just absolute shite. I had to watch Boss Baby 2 the other day. Man. Actually better than the first. Yeah. But still just crap. Yeah. Yeah. Crap. Boss Baby. Crap. Um, What else did I watch this week? Oh, my gosh. Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron. What the... No, Spirit... No, Spirit Unchained? Spirit Untamed. Untamed, that's right. Yeah. Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron was the original one from the 1990s with Matt Damon, traditionally animated one, beautiful film, gorgeously animated film, this new one. Crap. (laughs) It is... They did this Netflix series which was based on the original movie, but the Netflix series is geared towards, like, young, young audiences. Like, very, very small market, young girls who love horses. Mm. Like, children who love horses. And this movie is like a spin-off of the Netflix series, animated by an outsource company. DreamWorks didn't even do the animation on it. But they released it theatrically for some reason. Now Netflix that Dreamworks have done quite a lot of like stuff for, for streaming services. So Netflix have done a lot of television shows, then a couple of uh, straight to streaming movies. This is essentially one of them, but it got a theatrical release for some reason, and it's awful. <clears throat> it's terrible. I think for its intended audience, it's probably great. It's probably like young kids who love horses mm. will probably love it, but it's awful the animation is crap you can tell the budget is really really low on this thing looks like something that would have been produced 20 years ago it's bad jake gillenhall's in it oh really that's a draw yeah and he sounds like he's just he doesn't care Mm. he's like just give me some money hi i'm a cowboy (sighs) ah look my horse over (laughs) here this very cool Anyway oh, so I got to the bottom I got to the bottom of the bunch for the DreamWorks movies and thank the Lord that's all over. but the good thing is with that is that I've written five scripts as a result of that. Nice, five but- months worth of content I've written uh, oh, so I'm gonna be doing ranking videos. Uh, I'm gonna do four era rankings. It's basically like um, 10 like a decade at a time or like half a decade at a time. And then I'm going to do like all of them ranked together. So that's all written, which is great. So I can just sort of like, I've got some content banked, which is Mm, awesome. That's good. So I've finished the DreamWorks stuff. Uh, That's basically all that's taken up my movie watching this week. Because I'm now down to like one movie a a day now. So I was doing like, when I could afford the time, January, early February, wake up, watch one, and then I'd watch the DreamWorks one after that. Uh, But now the DreamWorks ones are done. I'm just back to like one a morning, which Mm. is good. Uh, and I can get into work earlier, but oh, yeah. uh, that's about all, That's about all that's taken up my catalog viewing. Uh, as far as newish releas- releases, uh, the French Dispatch finally landed on Disney Plus yep. over here in the UK. It's been over there for maybe one or two weeks. I think it's been on Disney Plus over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I watched it. When they, I watched it last week. You watched it? Yeah, I last, think you watched it last weekend. But it's been, yeah. but I think it's been on. Uh, a couple of weeks prior to that. Yeah, it was. I it think was. I think what Disney Plus does um, is it's like a 40, 45-day window in cinemas, mm. uh, and then it goes on Disney Plus after the 45 days. Oh, so it right. depends on when the movie has been released in cinemas in that country will depend on when it then goes on Disney Plus. Right. So it's a couple of countries have different sort of timings or whatever. Yeah. Mm, mm. um, what did you think about it? This is, of course, Wes Anderson's latest movie. It's got his regular cast. There's dozens and dozens of people in this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, off the top of my head, Owen Wilson, Bill Murray, Elizabeth Moss, Tilda Swinton, uh, uh, Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, yeah. The German um, guy, what's his name? Um, uh, Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz, that's right. Um, Leah Sado. Uh, huge shit, Everyone, huge. Jason Schwartzman, yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone that you would imagine, mm. uh, Adam Brody, yeah, yeah that's uh, just right. everyone, or Adrian Brody, Adrian, Adrian Brody Adrian. yeah, Adam Brody is the guy from the OC oh, <laughs> I God. always get the names mixed <laughs> up, yeah. Um, but anyway, what did you what did you think about this one? This is Wes Anderson's, and you're you're a big fan of Wes. I Anderson's, love enough, Wes as Anderson's I. work.
1: I mean, he's um, he's got a he's uh, him and his. Uh, what do you call them? DOPs, Director of Photography. Yeah. They've got, they work really well together and they've got, they've got a beautiful, beautiful photographic eye. And, you know, as we all know, I'm a mm. photographer and, and, you know, I, I see things through a photographer's eye and their framing and lighting and stuff is just absolutely gorgeous on nearly everything they do. That, yeah. Th- I loved <coughs> this film, but, um, the, issue i had with it was every shot was the same you know right. those panning panning through scenes mm. and you know through you know through rooms and all those sorts of things and and that and that, and that got a little bit tedious um even though the shots right. were beautiful in and of themselves um i i still enjoyed the film um mm. but towards the end i got a little bit bored with that with that um mm. that, you know that panning Panning through scenes, sort of shot, but everything was beautifully Mm. framed and symmetrical, and it was just, it was just, you know, beautifully, beautifully made. But you know, it was a bit too much, I thought.
0: Mm. Well, a lot of people have said. um, I read a short review by my pal Austin Burke over on his letterboxd, and his (laughs) review started with something like. I think this is the most Wes Anderson that Wes Anderson has ever Wes anderson <laughs> yeah, uh, And I thought, yeah, agree that's that. true. It's, it's very much, it's everything that you would imagine from a Wes Anderson movie dialed up to like a thousand. Yep. It's like he's just gone all out. Of course, as you said, visual style is incredible. Like it's gorgeous to look at and everything he does, but it is a lot. mm my biggest issue was that this is really the first time he's tackled a sort of anthology feature. Yep. He's done a lot of movies in the past where you have sort of a large ensemble and then you've got sort of smaller sort of set pieces that all kind of link up at the end. I think like a Budapest Hotel was sort of similar to that. Yeah. Um, and even he works a lot of stuff where it's like uh, swapping different timelines and stuff. Like Steve Zissou did that a lot where it kind of swapped between... Flashbacks and whatever else, uh, but this is the first sort of like where it's essentially just a bunch of short films stitched back to back that really have no no real connection connection yeah. other than the fact that there's this framing device that every one of these short films is a story in this newspaper called the French Dispatch.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I found I found I found a little dis a little bit disconnected in that in that regard as well. Mm,
0: I I found I. I found the stories weren't at all that interesting. No, exactly right. Performances were great. Characters I just I couldn't find any connection to any of the characters. Mm. Um and I think it was just it it, it becomes very tedious very quickly yep. when all these little things just don't really work. I really loved that first story with Benicio Del Toro as the serial killer who yep. becomes, like, this maestro artist. And you've got Aiden Brody in there, uh, Lea Sidu. Uh I thought it was ter- I thought it was really great. I was really into that. And then it, so the further it goes on, oh, and that opening bit with Owen Wilson where he does, like, the little travelogue yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. I think, was just terrific. The on the bike
1: was fantastic.
0: Yeah, so great. Um, but then it sort of just... The further it goes, I just lost mm. less and less interest in it. Of course, there's that one with Timothy Chalamet, uh, who, as you know, not a fan, and I just think he was the most boring part of the movie, so plain and just uninteresting. That could be my bias. I just think that's what he's like in everything he does. But um, I, just, I just lost interest, I think. I liked the movie, and as I said, visually artistically gorgeous, mm. but um, I just don't think it worked, unfortunately. I, I, I just... I hope we don't see another one of these anthology pieces from him again. Yeah, I yep. think this could have maybe... Um. I think maybe this could have worked as, um like, a limited series. I mean, I know not everything needs to be a limited series, but if he did something like this, which was like an anthology series about the French Dispatch, and each episode was a different story, uh. I think that could work. Yep. I mean, the... um. Uh, who was it? There's the Coen brothers. They did that Buster Scruggs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, was that a film? I can't remember if that was a, was that a film? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Oh, so my, I, so my connection has gone out the window, but uh, because that originally started as a anthology series and then they turned it into a film. But as I was remembering it, I was thinking, oh, it was started as a film and then turned into a series, but no, it was the other way around. But I don't know. Anyway, Wes Anderson's great. Mm. Movie's all right. I'm a yeah, was a bit disappointed though.
1: That was the thing that kept me interested was the was the visual element of it. Um, mm. but, and, and you're right. I, I found I found a little difficult to follow in some parts because nothing connected. Yeah. Um, and you're right. The, the, for me the, the best part of the film was the um, uh, Owen Wilson Owen Wilson yeah. part and the the, the you, you know the Benicio del Toro story. Mm. That was probably yeah. the best out of the what was it, four. Yeah the four yeah, stories like that. I um, and it I'm almost felt it. it almost felt as you said the further it went into the film it's almost like he was struggling for ideas uh-huh. and and just <laughs> and just pieced it together sort of thing obviously uh, he didn't but yeah. that's just how it felt um but yeah. i still enjoyed it and and uh, you know i think it was just that visual artistic element that really really mm. kept me involved
0: I don't know if you felt the same. Most of the movies in black and white, some gorgeous black and white yep. photography. I love black and white photography. Yep. Uh, but I just don't think that worked for his, for a Wes Anderson movie. His movies are like so much that. about the colors, you know, the c- weird colors that he chooses. Like when mm. you see, when you go from the black and white stuff to a color segment, you just like blown away again to another level like the kind of soft colours he uses, the pa- soft palette sort of colours, the pastel colours, mm. uh, just Just make up this, this weird and wacky world of Wes Anderson. When you go into black and white, I feel like you lose just a little bit of that kind of artistic zing, mm. Mm. might be the word yeah. uh, for the lack of a better word. Um, but it yeah. could probably,
1: it could probably have worked as muted colour, like you know, just desaturated mm. colour. That would have that would yeah. have been quite beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, some of the some of that black and white stuff probably didn't work. Yeah, mm. I can I can see where you're coming with that.
0: But yeah, so that was it for kind of the newest releases. New releases, you wouldn't have seen any of these just yet. No. I'll make it quick. No. Uh, I checked out Uncharted last Friday. This is the new one with Mark Wahlberg and uh, <laughs> that's and <terrible> and, <laughs> <fucking terrible. laughs> and uh, Tom Spiderman. Uh, Uh, (laughs) I loved this. I loved it. Yeah, I know people are going to be groaning. Oh, no, no. (laughs) This is based on a video game series um, that I have no connection. I've never played a game. I have no knowledge of it. I have no connection to this IP whatsoever. And I went into this and just loved it. Just a dumb, fun, action-adventure. Sort of pulpy romp, to use my trademark term, <laughs> retweeted by The Rock twenty twenty. Trademarked, twenty twenty. I'm still annoyed they didn't use that in the Jungle Cruise marketing. By the way, um, and and used, un,
1: and used un, uh, under copyright. Yeah,
0: exactly right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I loved it. I just thought it was just a, just a really stupid, just fucking action adventure thing, like an in Indiana Jones, but really dumb. Like there's a bit mm. where, as, I'm not really spoiling anything, cause it's in the trailers, there's a bit where they, in like this massive ship carrier, and then they open the, back of the carrier and all these cars fly out and these big like crates fly out. You I mean aircraft carrier. Uh, Not an aircraft yeah, carrier. Aircraft, um, yeah, yeah.
1: Cargo sh- cargo plane.
0: Yeah, big cargo ship, like a military thing. And all this shit's flying out the back. And then they jump out the back and like they're jumping on all the all the boxes, the crates <laughs> and the car, like grabbing onto the car and shit as it all flies down. Oh no, I don't have my parachute. All this kind of shit. I'm just loving it. Stuff my face with popcorn. I it was great. <laughs> But, of course, all the all the people who have actually played the games and know uh, oh, something okay. about this are like, this is nothing like the games. What the fuck is this movie? <laughs> Apparently, um, I've heard most people are saying Tom Spider-Man is pretty good in it. Um, but everyone's like, Mark Wahlberg is so miscast here in yeah. this role. Yeah. <laughs> people are just like, this is awful. People who love the game just hate it. Hate this thing. I loved it. I just, just stuffed my face with popcorn and just... It's got a six point eight rating on IMDb. It just sounds like
1: is... it's something that you can just go and switch your brain off and just enjoy. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. I'm actually looking forward uh, to seeing it. To be honest, you find a it's got a forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's critics. Doesn't no, surprise course. me yeah. whatsoever. And you're one. Doesn't have an doesn't have an audience. <laughs> well, yeah, but I haven't logged my critic review on there. Uh, but um, there hasn't got an audience review yet because I don't think I think it opens in America today. And it's just opened in Australia this week, but for some reason, I opened it in the U. S. in the U. K. Now, how weird is this? They opened it in the U. K. last week, and then it opened in the U. S. this week. And the media embargo, the review embargo for U. S. critics, wasn't until this week. Oh, so people in in Britain have been able to see it for a whole week, been able to log their reviews, all that shit. But the American press has been under embargo, which is mad. Mm. Same you, thing. Well, you've, happened- had,
1: you've had you've had the same issue, haven't you?
0: Well, yeah, but that's a little bit different. It's usually when there's a film in the Australian market that is delayed from overseas and they're like, we'd prefer you not to post anything until it's released to help the marketing of the film. But in this case, it's just weird that a film opens on a massive market like UK and the US, which is the biggest market, are then barred from saying anything. It's, uh, It's pretty weird. It doesn't happen that often. It happened last year actually with King Kong. Uh, Versus Godzilla, whatever that movie was Godzilla v v Kong Mm -hmm. Um, because that opened in Australia like two weeks early and we were allowed to post reviews and then the US uh, critics were embargoed for like two weeks so it does happen but not often Um, so yeah, it's got decent reviews, I think uh, you find uh, with a lot of these things is that the general audience will eat it up, the general audience fucking loves it, but those Mm. who are familiar with the IP hate it yeah. It's a similar thing you see with, like, Star Wars. Like, a new Star Wars movie. The general public's like, yeah, so good. But then when you dive into the fandom, the fans are like, fuck this, fuck this, I hate it, it's the worst. Mm. But that's the stuff you hear the most. You hear the, the the negative kind of side of it, whereas the general public you don't really hear from that much. Yeah. Um, so I would recommend going and seeing it. I really enjoyed it, but I love these kind of action-adventure things. It's the kind of shit that I grew up with. We talk about, you know, the Indiana Joneses and romancing the stone, and it's very similar, like Jungle Cruise, kind of Pirates of the Caribbean, pulpy action-adventure shit. I just loved it. Jumanji, that kind of stuff. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, We also saw Marry Me. This is the latest rom-com. J-Lo is back doing rom-coms with J-Lo and Owen Wilson. And couple of other people in here. Oh, Sarah Silverman is in it. Um, I thought it was okay. I actually thought it was, pr- it was pretty good. It's your typical little rom com sort of thing. Of course, it's come out for Valentine's Day, um, which was last Monday, I think. So it sort of came out the week before. We went and saw Uncharted on Friday night, and then I said to Alicia all right, we will we'll go and see Marry Me this weekend. <laughs> do the, do the <laughs> right was, thing.
1: That was your make good film, was it?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but she enjoyed both of them. Uh, I I, oh, I enjoyed good. it too. I thought it was good. You know, I like a good rom-com. It wasn't yeah. as bad as it could have been. Sometimes, I mean, J-Lo never really did the greatest movies but this is probably on the higher kind of level of what she's done. I did quite enjoy it, and she is good in it, and Owen Wilson's great as always. That's and probably the only like... reason to see
1: it was for Owen Wilson. For me, that's I love. Playing. Oh, <laughs>
0: I'll I'll turn up for J Lo every time. Um, no, I just but... I just I just see her
1: see her name on stuff and think oh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was okay. It's like, it's very much like a 90s rom com, the kind of movie you would have got in the 90s. Um, and it's the kind of stuff you don't really get anymore. They don't make oh, right. rom coms like this anymore. So it was pretty cool to just go to a movie and watch, uh, sorry, go to a cinema and watch a movie like that that you would have gone to a cinema and seen 20 years ago. It's just, it was just a. a Cool thing to go and see in a movie. Yeah, everything these days is big blockbusters now. Yeah. And all these smaller movies go to streaming or whatever. It's nice to see a small film like this on the big screen. Mm. Um, I thought it was good. I thought it was quite a little charming little rom com thing. It's very similar to like Notting Hill, where normal everyday guy falls in love with like this international superstar, whatever. Mm, you um, Love that film. Oh, Notting Hill is my favourite. One yeah. of my favourite movies of all time. Favorite rom com and just one of my favorite movies ever. But I was watching it thinking, I'd rather be watching Notting Hill right now. <laughs> did I ever tell, did I, I don't know if I ever told the story on the podcast about when I actually went to Notting Hill last um, time I was in England? Can't remember. Can't, can't remember. But we, um, I was bugging Alicia for ages. I want to go to Notting Hill. I want to see the Blue Door. She's like, what the hell are you talking about, Blue Door? <laughs> You can see a blue door. I can see a blue door from my little window up here, right? It's like such a normal thing over here. Houses with painted doors. It's a foreign concept back home. You don't get that. It's just brown, white, yellow door, whatever. But here, you've got red doors, blue doors, green doors, every doors. And I'm like, I want to see the blue door. She's like, why do you want to see a blue door? I said, it's from Notting Hill. Eventually, I was, she, she finally relented and was like, fine, we'll go to Notting Hill. And we went there. I was so excited. Went down Portobello Road, very happy, which is, you know, that scene in the movie where, you know, it goes through all the seasons and he walks down the road to Ain't No Sunshine. And it's just like, goes through all the seasons of the year, that big, beautiful tracking shots. So I walked down Portobello Road. I was like, oh, that's great. Found a little bookshop that, that it was filmed at found the bookshop that inspired the bookshop in the film. I was loving it. And then I was like, all right, we have to find the house. We have to find the house with the blue door. And the, uh, we we did find it, found the street, thought, here it is, blue door on the corner, had this, like, police tape, not police tape, like, emergency tape on it, the red and white oh, tape, God. all taped up, falling apart, the, the sort of cornicing the what do you call it, like the frame, all falling yeah, apart yeah. and it was all taped up. It's was like, no. So I've got <laughs> this photo of me at the blue door in Notting Hill. It's just fucking just a disaster <laughs> behind. Now and tell, tell, these...
1: tell me, when you were walking down, uh, down the road, were you singing that song in your head? In oh, yeah, sunshine. of course I was. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and walking was probably along sing- like, you, like you were Hugh Grant?
0: Yeah, yeah, I was probably singing it too and pissing Alicia off, to be honest, yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, but there were these two American, I remember these two American tourists were there as well and they were so angry. They're like, oh, my God, came all this way to see the Notting Hill door and it's, uh, I was just like, I was laughing. I was like, oh, you can't do anything about it. It's just so funny. So my photo with the Notting Hill door is just fucking in a disaster zone. What, but what anyway. Are
1: they, what are they stressing out? They had a six hour flight to get there. You had a twenty-four yeah. hour flight to get there. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Exactly. Stop uh, complaining.
0: Uh, uh. uh but anyway, so yeah, um, back on track. Marry Me was quite good. Really I, I thought it was I thought it was enjoyable. Um and then that same day we went to the movies, we went home, we had dinner, and then we went back to the cinema uh to check out the Beatles, the rooftop performance in the IMAX. Yeah we are going to see it this Wednesday because they had screenings up until this Wednesday and then just after I'd booked those marry me tickets on Sunday I thought I'd better check the Beatles timings and probably book my session for Wednesday and I got to Wednesday on the listing and it was gone I thought what the hell I checked Tuesday because it was a Tuesday screening nothing I thought what the fuck has happened go to Sunday there's one on in the afternoon And, uh, so I get, they have like this little chat on the website Mm. where you can like chat in and be like, Hey, So I'm chatted. i like, Hey, I realized there was, you know, there was screening for this Beatles thing throughout the week and then they're not there anymore. Have they they been canceled or something? The person was like, no, that was an error. I was like, okay. (laughs) She's like, we're only screening it until, um, it was like the last IMAX session was that day on the Sunday. So I was lucky I checked because I would have missed it. So anyway, mm. booked that ticket and we, we saw the, the J-Lo film. Then we went home, had dinner, came back to the cinema and saw the Beatles rooftop performance at IMAX. There's no way of missing it at the IMAX. Uh, mm. Really good. Really, yeah, really cool experience. Yeah, good. Yeah, really good. Really, 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 really good. Do I need to check uh, it out here if it's on? Yeah, it should still be on. I re- I'd, I'd, I'd certainly uh, look into checking it out. The picture quality isn't great. Uh-huh. Uh, because of all the DNR work and stuff that has been done on it, it doesn't really pull up that great on the big screen, but it is still cool to see it on a huge screen, and the, I think the audio was probably the best part of it all. Just that awesome IMAX surround, mm. whatever sound system they use, is just fucking awesome, really cool experience to see it's like the best thing next to being at a beatles concert probably oh God. uh people were loving it the audience was loving it there's this old lady down the front who was just like clapping at the end of every song she was clapping and she's like dancing <laughs> Good on her. And so when you say funny you're
1: talking about my age
0: no no probably probably older probably Ooh. like um <laughs> yeah may- maybe a little older maybe 10 years older than you but uh 10 15 years older but um yeah, I thought it was great. Really good experience. Of course it's it's basically well, it is like the last hour of the Get Back documentary. Oh. That's all it is. Yeah. It's they they play you know the beginning of that first episode begins with like a um All that text on the screen sort of explains about the Beatles' career and this is where they are now. Sort of starts with that. It's a little bit modified because it kind of goes over the series. The Beatles have been recording at Leavesden Studios, blah, blah, blah. Tensions are high. They've now decided they wanted to do a show and then they cancelled ideas for the show and now they've decided to do it on the rooftop. And then it just plays out that last hour of the documentary, bit by bit, no editing done. It's just like, bang. Mm. Um, but it was so cool just to see. It's like you go to the cinema, it's an hour and five minutes, this piece. Uh, but it was really good. I enjoyed it. Alicia enjoyed it too. She came along uh, to see it. Uh, she's, she quite enjoyed it too. So it was, uh, yeah, fun. Oh, so awesome. if it is still playing, I think it's still playing in Australia. I'm just, just uh, checking
1: out the website now and it seems to be... Um, yeah, tomorrow, Sunday... That's all they got up.
0: Yeah, that might be tomorrow it. Tomorrow. Because I was still they was they were still playing it here through the week, but only in the regular sessions, not the IMAX. Oh, so really? last Sunday was the last IMAX. Otherwise Uncharted has the monopoly on the IMAX screen at the moment. Here you will get one movie in that IMAX screen and it just plays for oh, like a month, oh, a month okay. and a half. Spider Man has only just left that IMAX screen. It's just been playing continuously. Um, so tonight we're going to go and see Death on the Nile, which is, of course, the sequel to Murder on the Orient Express, yep. the newest, the new one. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Kenneth Branagh and uh, the entire cast. So we'll report back on that next week, I suppose, mm. on the, uh, the final podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. but So I'm looking forward to that one. Apparently it's all right. That, I thought the first one was all right. So I look forward to this. Just another mm, good fun sort of murder mystery that we'll check mm. out. Anything else you've been watching this week, movie wise? Probably not much. Nah, I've
1: not watched any movies this week. I've just um, been a little busy watching uh, uh, "Married at First Sight." To be honest. Oh yeah. <laughs> and right. getting the laugh out of the bunny boiler and a couple of the other characters on that.
0: Right, they're going to be playing that here, but I don't know when. Mm. So I'm looking forward to that, like, getting my fix of crappy Australian um, reality, reality TV. As really yeah. Well.
1: Reality is a bit of a stretch.
0: <laughs> well, Max has always been uh, staged. Apparently there's about
1: seven of them are paid actors, apparently.
0: Yeah, they are every year. They uh, oh, There's always at least two or three stories that come out every year that's like, oh, this guy's an actor, this guy's an actor. These two knew each other. Here's a picture of these two people together from 15 years ago. You know, so it's all staged, <laughs> but it's a bit of fun. So I think they'll, they're playing that here soon, the Australian version. I'm not um, sure, when, but yeah. Uh, Television-wise, not much uh, different for us this week. Watch been watching Euphoria still into Season 2, which is really good. Killing Eve, we're still waiting for it to get really good. It's getting better, but still waiting for it to get really good. Um, Other than that, I think that's about it. We haven't had a lot of time to watch Tally this week for one reason or another. Um, Oh, because I've been doing, like, cartoon news shit.
1: Yeah, you've been busy. I
0: thought... I thought, oh yeah, cartoon news is usually in the morning for me over in Australia. It'll be like mid afternoon in the UK. No. A lot of this stuff drops at like seven thirty PM. So oh, they go straight onto it. So there's a couple of nights there where I was doing that. Alicia had football games to watch. Uh so she's watching the soccer, etc. So we didn't get a lot of tally in this week. I started watching um Last Man Standing. This is that Tim Allen sitcom mm. uh that started probably ten years ago. Yep. I vaguely remember watching this when it first started. I don't know if we watched a full season or we just watched maybe a few episodes of it. Yeah, I think it was I'm only a few sure.
1: episodes. I don't think it was a full season.
0: Um, but it's actually very good. Yeah. Like I'm a big Tim Allen fan, I love Home Improvement, one of my favourite mm-hmm. shows ever. Watched that multiple times. The Santa Claus, one of our favourite movies ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I reckon home improvement was probably the first sitcom I would have ever really watched I remember really? that you yeah. like I quite literally grew up on home improvement It was always thought that
1: was 90s mid 90s
0: very early 90s yeah. I think it ended in 97 so I think oh, it probably God. started i think it might have started 91 even so the year I was born uh 91 or 92 it predates friends um and then it ended just before the 90s ended. Uh, It's 97, 98, 99, maybe. Um, But I always remember you watching that. And I Mm. think that and maybe Married with Children, that and Married with Children, I think are probably the first two sitcoms I ever really have memories of watching. I remember recording the very last episode of Home Improvement on VHS. And I made you draw up like a little cover of it. You draw these little tools and stuff. (laughs) And I coloured it in. I probably still got that somewhere.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it started in 91, finished in 99.
0: There you go. So it was the nineties. It was a great show. Very nice. I loved it. Loved that show. Um, but Last Man Standing is very
1: good. Like yeah, I must I, check it out. I, I, as I remember, as you said, we watched a few episodes. I don't think it was many, but mm-hmm. enjoyed that. But it was just one of those things that didn't really fit in with our, our you know yeah. viewing schedule, I suppose, and yeah. our lifestyle at the time. So I need to go yeah, back and have a just, look at it.
0: I kind of you kind of put off these newer sitcoms. I don't like a lot of new sort of. Contemporary sitcoms. But this does feel kind of very classic, particularly with Tim Allen in the lead. And it's hard sometimes to go, oh... I've watched this guy in one sitcom and loved it. It's then hard to kind of disassociate them with that character and watch them as someone else. Yeah, sort of thing. Like with Kevin James, I love King of Queens, yeah. but I can't yeah. get into any of the stuff he's done after it. Mm. So maybe that's like a big part of why it's taken me so long to get into this. But I I do feel like the character feels very similar to Tim the Tool Man. Oh, it's kind uh, of that it's... same. T- that same sort of, I and mean, that's his shtick, really, isn't yeah. it? It's the Tim Allen's kind of. Well, I mean, bo- I think
1: I think both show, both shows are really based on his stand up stuff. Yeah,
0: uh, this is similar where he's a family man, but he's got a uh, his family's like three daughters instead mm. of the three sons that was yeah. um, um, Home Improvement. Yep. So it's very similar. Um, the the it's hard to tell because you know a lot of these shows start off a bit rocky where the cast isn't quite gelling together or anything yet. Mm. um so i'm still waiting for the cast to kind of get into the groove i yes. understand they change a couple of the actors too they cha- they just change the oh, character really? like the yeah they change actors for a couple of the characters throughout the series uh went for nine seasons it only just finished last year mm. only just oh. finished last year wow. I, had, I had no idea it was still going that long uh but it um has like 200 something episodes so I've been watching that as my morning show, and then Alicia has now decided, oh, I wouldn't mind watching this, so now it's become my evening show. <laughs> is she, and I is I she enjoying him- it? Yeah, she loves Tim Allen, which uh, is funny. She says she, cause she said I, she said she just loves him in every movie that she's seen him in. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's ever watched Home Improvement, but she likes him, so that's like a new evening show now. I've got to find a new morning show. I think I might uh, give that Always Sunny in Philadelphia a go. Yeah, Everyone's I've never, always I've never telling watched me to any of that. Get on that. Yeah, apparently that's very, very good. Mm. Uh, but otherwise, what television have you been watching? Anything in particular?
1: Um, I don't know whether I mentioned, mentioned it to you or not, but, uh, but I've just got on to um, uh, one called Fleabag.
0: Oh, yeah, we talked about this last week. Oh, uh, do
1: we? Yeah. No, You'd only watched uh, one at that point, though. Yeah, I think I'm just about finished the first season. There's only I think there's only two seasons, both six episodes or something. So I've done five yeah. we've done five episodes now and it is absolutely fantastic. Absolutely love it. Mm. Really, yeah. really good stuff. Um Gotta check it out. Yeah, you need to you need to have a look at it and uh you'll you'll really enjoy it. It's just I think it's one Alicia will really enjoy too. Yeah, I um, asked
0: Alicia, I said, Have you heard of this? Would you wanna watch it? She said, Yeah, I'll watch that. So yeah. once we finish one of our other little shows, we'll, we'll get she's, to uh, She's she's a real
1: not Alicia, but the character. She's a real <laughs> she's a real tortured twisted soul i tell you she's uh she's yeah. fantastic really really <laughs> enjoying in fact the whole the whole cast i think it's got just the name is it olivia Coleman in it
0: yeah olivia Coleman's in it
1: um and she's she's fantastic in it as well um yeah. she plays she plays the part of uh his uh, sorry her fleabags father's girlfriend um because her because her mother had her mother had passed away a, year, a couple of years earlier or something, and now he's he's uh, track and square with this this uh, with the, the Olivia Coleman's character, and uh, that, that's a really good dynamic. Those two, so it's really good fun. You and, and even her sister, like she's, uh, um, uh, you know, her sisters. A, her sisters a bit. Oh, it's hard to explain. Hard to explain. She sort of. You know, it doesn't doesn't like to be touched and she's very you know, very private and flea bags trying to get everything, you know, get stuff out of her and she won't won't tell her anything and it's it's a really good dynamic. It's you'll really enjoy it. And I think I think Alicia will really enjoy it too, so you wanna check it out. Yeah. Yeah,
0: we'll check that out soon, I think because 'Cause we're um, nearly done euphoria. Yeah. Because we're into season two, which is still it's actually playing on television at the moment. So we'll catch up with that. And then um Killing Eve will probably go on for a little while, but yeah,
1: yeah. And the other, the other one, another one we've gone back and restarted was Ozark. Oh yeah, um, because we I think we only really watched a few episodes of that, didn't we?
0: No, you. While well, I looked at your Netflix, you've watched the you watched the whole first season except for the last ep. Oh, uh, okay. So I only watched. I think and, I watched most of it as well, but I never really enjoyed it. I didn't like it.
1: Yeah, no, um, we're sort of really enjoying it this time around.
0: But you always liked it. You always thought it was great. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I did. It's it's it's, it's just really. It's a really sort of. Oh, it's it's almost a little bit offbeat, I and mean, you don't really expect um, uh, Jason Bateman to be playing that type of character. Mm. Um, but it's yeah. yeah I'm just we we we're, we're sort of really loving. I think we're about five or five, only five or six episodes in. Right. Um, but, but yeah, but absolutely loving that.
0: Uh, another one I've I've been trying to watch is one I've been wanting to watch for years, is Peaky Blinders. Yeah, I
1: remember a guy we used to work with, John. Yeah. He used to talk about that all the time. He used to love it. It is, I he think... told us we should get into it. I but,
0: think it's another mm. Deadwood, to be honest. Oh really? I'm just sitting there waiting for something to happen, and it's slow, and it's boring, and it's hard to follow. I'm into the second season now. As of course Killian Murphy is in the main role. Tom Hardy's just shown up in the episode I watched last night, which is like season two, episode two. It's just hard. It's so hard to get into. I think I'm going to continue for a bit longer because, but it's just hard, it's hard to follow. It's like an hour too. So it's like these, yeah, it's yeah. a BBC like hour long. Same with Deadwood. There was like that full hour show. It's just hard, particularly when you watch mm, it late at night, yeah. it's hard to focus on. But I'm trying yeah. to get into it, but I feel like it is another Deadwood, sadly.
1: Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. So that's what that's what your listeners are going to
0: miss. I know. <laughs> yeah, my Peaky Blinders, Peaky Blinders, <laughs> Peaky Blinders <laughs> update. <laughs> Apparently, um, Anya Taylor-Joy comes into it sort of in the later seasons as well. So just sort of oh. all these really great actors that are in it. Sam Neil is in it in the first few seasons. Um, he's quite good but I'm just waiting for something to to like, there's been a couple of really great episodes and it's usually the one same with Deadwood where like the violence picks up. It's like, yeah, it's fucking awesome. These gangs going at each other. And then the next episode is like back to just sitting around a room talking. I'm oh, like, fucking hell. Mm. Alicia loved it. Can't but then she also it. said she had nothing else to watch at the time. It was just one of those things. Everyone was watching it every single week and just watched it. Mm. Um, mm. So I'll probably continue with that, but we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes.
1: Good luck with that. Yeah.
0: Other than that, that is this week's edition of... What a
1: picture. Good picture. Yeah. So much
0: fun. We'll briefly spotlight a couple of sponsors. Of course, Random Space Media have just released a couple of really awesome box sets. They've just put out a massive 42 movie DreamWorks animation collection. Awesome box set. It's awesome They sent too. that in. It is awesome. I've just done a video unboxing review of that, which you can check out on the channel, uh, on, on YouTube. Uh, they've released... a. M Night Shyamalan collection as well, which I think is like six films,
1: six yeah, six films, uh, yeah.
0: six movies, which is like most of his really good stuff. Um, yeah, they've also released yeah
1: this one, this sorry, this one, this one in there called Old. I don't think we've we've watched yeah, that. Have we? we?
0: watched that like two months. We? ago. we? watched it just before I left. It's one on the beach. Oh okay. Where everyone turns old on the beach.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's that's like his right.
0: Yeah, newest yeah, one. Did. Yeah. Yep. I don't blame you for not remembering it.
1: No. (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) it's not just because it was crap. It's probably just because I'm old.
0: Yeah, probably a bit of both. Yeah, old. Uh, There you go. (laughs) Um, They've also put out Hotel Transylvania 2 in 3D, which I believe is a world exclusive for that. I think all three of those sets are world exclusives, which is awesome. So you can head over to randomspacemedia.com and pick them up. Uh, also, Kicks.com.au, you can head over there and use the code DAVE15 at checkout for 15% off. That's still active. We'll continue throughout the year, even once the podcast is over because they're sponsoring the YouTube channel, not really the podcast. So, uh, yeah, head over there, Kicks.com.au, Dave15. Now it's time for this week's edition of...
1: Oh, hang on, I just pressed the wrong button. This week's edition of... Shite. Or...
0: All right, all right, all right. Shroud, all right. Finally got it. Finally got it. So we're back to shadow Alright this week. Uh, we we're going to do this thing where every second week we do Shadow Alright, and then every other week we do like a game. Um, we only had the one game sent in to us. <laughs> uh, but this week was Shadow Alright week anyway. Uh, so if you do want to submit... I don't know what we're going to do next week, whether we're going to play just a random game or whether we'll just do one last Sharder Alright. We'll figure it out. Uh, yep. But anyway, this week Jeff has written in uh, because last week he... Miss the deadline, monkey boy. Yeah, monkey. Um, our worker monkey. Uh, he, did he? I think he submitted last week, but forgot the week before. I don't know. But uh, he's written in this yes, week. That's right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. He's written right. in this week. He says, "Hey there, guys. I learned my lesson about telling bad jokes last week. Took a shot to the stones over those. I have to say, the game last week. How was I supposed to score that shite? You are both terrible." I listened, I listened to it three times trying to figure out a way to score it and I couldn't for the life of me come up with anything. Uh, I'm pretty sure that no one is ahead anymore. You're tied. Just fantastically awful. Check the score from last week. Ha ha ha. Bunch of laughing faces. Hasn't even bothered to send in a, a score sheet this week. Um, I did I did do Jeff the, the, the diligence of letting him know that we're wrapping up the pod, so I think he's probably just going, oh, fuck it, I'm not going to do a score sheet this week. Um, he sent me a bunch of Twitter, uh, messages on Instagram as well that he uh, stuff that he forgot to write into the into his email. Um, I think he just says I'd like to recommend everyone watch the new show Baller, which is that new like dramatic remake of Fresh Prince. Yep. He says it's like the original show, yeah, but
1: they've been sorry they've been uh, punishing the ads for that. Here, oh
0: really? I didn't even know it had started. To be yeah. honest. Uh, he says, it's like the original show if you took all the comedy out and made it gritty, very good. Um, oh, okay. Yeah.
1: I don't know if it started here yet, but it, but they've been punishing ads about it.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it started at all. I haven't seen anything for it here. I don't know if it's playing on anything or whatever, but I'm keen to check that one out. Cause I do love mm. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and uh, this actually yeah. looks quite cool. So, Oh, yeah, it is. It's on Sky. All right, so I might check oh, there you that go. out. Interesting. Uh, thanks for the recommendation, Jeff, and everyone else. Get on it. All right, so let's play Shite or All Right this week. You know the deal. We find movies that are either shite or all right, and we guess whether they're shite or all right, based on the synopsis and the synopsis only. And, uh, of course, we base whether the movie is shite or all right, based on time IMDb score. Anything under a 5 is shite. Anything over a 5, 5.5, is all right. Is that right? No.
1: No, 5.9. 5, 5. 5.9, 5. yeah. Oh yeah. 5.9 and below is shot yeah. and 6 and above is all right.
0: 62 episodes in. I still can't get that right. But there we go. Um, <laughs> let's play it. We've got, uh, you've got two, I've got two. How about, I think it's my turn this week, so I'm going to read one first. Okay. Okay, so firstly, let's read one that's coming uh, from Lewis Glover. When 19-year-old Adam agrees to do a day's driving for his mum's gangster boyfriend, Peter, he takes him on a 24-hour journey into a nightmarish world of murder, sex trafficking and revenge in the company of an ageing hitman, Roy.
1: Sounds like a really crappy, really crappy sort of crime comedy sort of... I'm going to say it's... Um, I'm going to say it's going to be shite. You're
0: going to say it's going to be shite? Yeah, we're going to say Lock it, it in shite. It is an absolute shite. It's got a fi- well, not an absolute shite. It's just on the border. It is a, a 5.9. Oh. This one's called The Liability. It's from 2012. Um, it stars Tim Roth and a bunch of other people. Oh, Peter Mullen. You know his face. A bunch of other randoms I've never seen before. Oh, no, there's quite a few people in there we you know their face. It looks like a, like a sort of Guy Ritchie Sort of rip-off, sort of thing.
1: Oh right, okay.
0: Looks very much like the sort of Guy Ritchie thing. Uh, but I there you go. Know, it's called the liability.
1: Sounds like a bit of trash to me, to be honest.
0: Yeah, it doesn't doesn't look very good. Anyway, very I'll
1: good uh, I'll give you one, and this one yeah. comes to us from Devish.
0: Ah, Devish. You
1: know what that means?
0: Now you got to take a drink. Oh yeah. Okay. This one
1: is. To pay for her education at the the chance of a better life, a young woman joins a dangerous scrap metal crew.
0: Oh. Scrap metal crew. Don't know. Doesn't sound great. I don't know what it is.
1: To pay for her education and the chance of a better life, a young woman joins a dangerous scrap
0: metal crew. Don't know. I'm going to say maybe all right. It might be all right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say it's all right. But just.
1: All right, all right, all right.
0: Ah, there
1: we go. It's a film called Holler, and it's got a 6.2. So, yeah, it's Ooh. only just and all right. Um, directed by Nicole Regal. No one you'd really know. Jessica Barden, Pamela mm-hmm. Adlin. Uh, yeah, so you're lucky. Because <laughs> it right. sounds like shit to me. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's what I thought. All right, let me give you one. Um, this one is—I was uh, almost the name of the movie there. This one comes into us from Jeff B, oh, I believe. Jeff. Yep. Which is strange. Cause it's not a monkey movie for once. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, this one is still a stranger to her own body. A high school student discovers she has a physical advantage when she becomes the, obje- uh, the object of male violence.
1: Oh, give me that again?
0: Still a stranger to her own body, a high school student discovers she has a physical advantage when she becomes the object of male violence. It doesn't sound
1: great, though. I don't... Um, oh, it's... I don't know. It's you know, It'll be crap. I going to you say this is going to be another crap film.
0: Yep. Yeah?
1: Yep. Lock it in, it lock it in. It
0: is... Shite. Yeah. It is a absolute shite. This movie is called Teeth. Never heard of it. Twenty seventeen. And if I'm correct, I have to double check this. I think this is the movie where the girl finds that her lady parts have got teeth.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, I have heard about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is uh, it's got a uh, five point four. Oh, uh. so uh, it just Crap. looks like a really sort of trashy horror film. There's not mm. really anyone in there that you'd know either. Oh, there's a few people, a few faces, but no one you really know by name. Uh, but there you go. Yeah.
1: Mm. All right, your second one comes yeah. to us from Tyson
0: Turner ah tyson yes
1: okay uh two directionless sisters have a um start again two directionless sisters brave a cross-country road trip to rescue their grandmother from a covid outbreak at her nursing home
0: oh my god covid movies yep
1: well that's been around for two years now
0: uh it's got to be shite sounds shite you reckon it's shite Yeah, it sounds shite. I think just because it's got fucking. It's about the COVID outbreak that it's shite. That's what I reckon. It just sounds crap, too, generally. Shite. Just,
1: it's 5.9. Movie called Recovery. Oh. Um, And again, it's uh, no really of anyone. No one of any real note in it, I don't think. Anyway, a couple of shite ones there, I tell you.
0: Some very, very shite ones this week. That was, of course, this week's edition of... Shite! All right, all right, all right! All right, so with that segment comes the beginning of another segment that the world's worst manager believes shouldn't be a segment. It is... Trailer Trash! This is a segment where we take a look at a trailer, which may or may not be trash. Uh, Today we're going to be taking a look at the new release trailer for the latest film from Baz Luhrmann. Who uh, we're both... Well, I'm a big fan of. I don't know if you're a big fan of Baz. I know you like a couple of his movies. Yeah. Or love a couple of his movies. I don't
1: like one or two of them, but
0: uh, in general I like his his work. Uh, This is his latest film. It's a bit different to anything he's done before. This is called Elvis. This is his biopic on Elvis. Mm. Uh, This one stars Austin Butler Who's sort of a newish newcomer He's playing the role of Elvis Presley And uh, Tom Hanks is in here as the Colonel Uh, A few other faces in here as well Let's take a look at the trailer In that moment I watched that skinny boy transform Into a superhero I can't move, I can't sing We are the same, you and I We are two odd lonely children Reaching for eternity Alright, so that is Baz Luhrmann's Elvis mm, I, your think, thoughts? Uh, I think I might Reserve my judgement on that No, go on <laughs>
1: Oh, I don't know. I, I don't get a good feeling on it. Look, it might be fantastic, and I'll reserve my judgment until I see it. But the uh, the young guy there that plays Elvis, nah, uh, just doesn't doesn't do it for me.
0: Yeah, a few people have said the same. Looks like looks looks looks
1: like a really bad imitation.
0: Yeah, it's weird. That's the hard thing with a lot of these biopics. These biopics is like it's just so hard to. To, to, to believe in a lot of the people that play these characters. Yeah. But it depends on the take. Like, this is Baz Luhrmann. It's going to be highly stylized and over the top. But ju- judging by this trailer, it doesn't even really feel like a Baz Luhrmann movie. This just feels straight. It's just, I'm not sure. It, it's, it, it
1: feels it feels like, it, it, as you said, it doesn't feel like a Baz Luhrmann film. It feels like a straight film, like a yeah, a serious film.
0: Feels like a more traditional yeah. biopic, as opposed to
1: a Baz Luhrmann stylized type. Yeah,
0: yeah, Great Gatsby or something like that. You can see a lot of his visual sort of flair in there. I have a feeling. I know the Elvis estate is involved in this. They would have had to have been. Uh, well, they wouldn't have had to have been. Uh, but I'm sure they're involved in it. Um, looks like they filmed at Graceland. They've got the rights to use the music. I saw the Elvis official accounts plugging the movie. I think they would have had a very big input into how he was able to approach the story. Perhaps maybe um, I feel like this could be maybe one of Lerman's most straightforward, more traditional, maybe commercial films. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's gonna be hard. it's hard to tell, but you never know. That might just be how they suck you in with with the trailer mm. to make it look a bit uh, a bit more traditional. But I'm keen to see it. Traditionally, these Elvis, there have been a few uh, uh, biopics on Elvis. There was one John Carpenter did many, many years ago, probably in the 70s, 80s, with Kurt Russell. Uh, um, yeah, that's right. And that yep. was that was okay. That's probably the best one they've done, and that was like just like reasonable. Mm. So I'm interested. I'm a big Elvis fan, of course. I'm a big Baz Luhrmann fan, too, so I'll be there. Uh, straight away, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's going to be. I, I want to see more. I want to see more. I'm not entirely sold on Austin Butler either. No. Um, and Tom Tom Hanks in that fat suit doing a funny accent <laughs> feels a bit weird as well. But we'll see. We'll reserve the judgment until, as you said, yeah, until the movie comes out. And I think
1: I think they've probably had to be really careful how they tackle the subject because it's, you know, because he's still still an incredibly popular. You know, figure yeah, and, in popular I mean. culture. So, yeah, you're probably right. He's probably had to be really careful how he's tackled the tackled the Elvis yeah. subject, I suppose. Yeah, because they, cause they can be fairly fanatic, they can be fairly fanatical, you know, um, fans. You know, the the the, uh, the yeah. Elvis fans. So we'll see.
0: That one comes out uh, June 24th in the US and the UK, and June 23rd in Australia. I'm looking mm. forward to that. I have already reached out to my uh, pals over at. Uh, Warner Brothers, to please let me just speak to anyone involved in the movie. I think it would be <laughs> awesome. So we'll see if anything pulls through from that. Yeah, what is that? What is that? Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. You know that that is. is the next
1: segment. Of course it is.
0: It's the news. We're not going to spend a lot of time on news today. We do want to wrap up the show pretty quickly. But there was one major news piece uh this week that gonna be a bit remiss of us not to, to mention. That was of course the death of uh of prolific filmmaker, comedic filmmaker Ivan Reitman mm. uh who died at the age of seventy five uh during the week. Uh he's one of my favorite filmmakers. I grew up on pretty much all of his films. Um and uh, he directed eighteen movies. He only directed eighteen movies, all? which was a surprise. Uh, I thought it would
1: have been more than that.
0: Yeah, no, he only directed eighteen films and produced over seventy films and television series. Oh god. Cool. Um I've got if you look at your run sheet there, I've pretty much listed everything that he was involved yeah. in. Um some of my favourites, of course. You got the stripes, the ghost the original Ghostbusters films, twins. With Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito, uh, Jr., which was Schwarzenegger and DeVito again. Yep. Dave, that was that great that one great. With, with Kevin Kevin Klein. He was the president. Yeah, um, he did Six Days, Seven Nights, was which was fun. like that adventure film with Harrison Allison Ford. Ford yeah. Was that Meg? Was that Meg Ryan as well?
1: Uh, no, it was, I don't think it was Meg Ryan. Um,
0: oh, Anne Heche. That's right, Anne Heche. Uh, he did Evolution. Do you remember Evolution? This is one that came out. I loved Evolution. Evolution or 2001. Evolution One.
1: Yeah, it's only got a six, a six or six point one rating or something. But I actually really enjoyed it.
0: It's a, um, it's a cult film. Yeah. It. I loved it at the time. It's someone with David Duchovny, yeah. Julianne Moore, Sean William Scott. You know, this is my era growing up with movies like this. I, I thought it was such a good film. Don't imagine it would have held up very well either. I don't know. I know it's still quite a really quite beloved film. Mm. They've just released it on Blu-ray over in the States. So I've got to try and get my hands on that. Um, but yeah, I really love that. Um, otherwise, he did some of his more recent stuff. He kind of didn't do a lot. 2006, he did My Super Ex-Girlfriend, which was quite good. Yep. That was Owen Wilson and um, uh, Uma Thurman, That's right. was like a superhero. No Strings Attached. I don't remember that oh, one. It was 2011. Yeah, um uh that was Natalie Portman and uh, Ashton Kutcher. Oh, Kevin yes, Klein yes. That's right. Came out the exact same year as Friends with Benefits yep. with um uh, Mila Kunis and who was the dude in that um, one? Um uh oh, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. That was yeah, in fact, which that, was good that too. was uh,
1: those two films were a subject of one of our shorter rights early on, I think.
0: Yeah, they, that's right. They did come up on Charter Alright, No Strings Attached was my fa- my personal favourite one, no doubt. It's got um, Natalie, Portman Natalie Portman and is a, yeah. a and is a Ivan Reitman film, which I never realised actually. Ah. But there you go. That is a, such a great little movie. And he directed his his most recent film was 2014's Draft Day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With um Kevin Costner. Yeah,
1: good film. Loved it. Really but good. I love the sport films. Such
0: yeah, but such a odd thing for him to have done. If you look back at his the rest of his stuff that I've just rattled off, very different. But such mm. a great movie. Yeah. But like you can't go past Stripes and Ghostbusters. Just Stripe. early classic. Stripes
1: is one of my all-time favorite comedy films.
0: Yeah, love it. Got that on four K recently. Mm. That was part of that um, Columbia Classics four K box set. So I'm keen to check that out in four K. Um, another one he did one of his earliest movies was called Meatballs yeah I this is one that. of Bill Murray's earliest ones yep. as well where he's like a um, he's a counsellor student counsellor at a at like a youth camp thing uh, so funny I only got to say I saw it for the first time a year or two ago I think Umbrella put a DVD of it out um, or Viavision, one of them put out the, the DVD it's such a funny movie mmm Really, really, really enjoyed that. Yeah, no, that, um,
1: I do remember that. No, it's, it's a lo- lo- lovely, lovely, not a lovely film, but, uh, you know, lo- <laughs> I love the film, and it's, uh, yeah. yeah. But it's I don't think it's got a high rating either, but that's another one of those.
0: I think it's one of those ones that sort of has, like, another, uh, like, a, a, cult of a cult following. Yeah. It's, it's not one that is, like, an absolute classic, but it has a cult following. It's mm. got a 6.2. Oh, there you go. Um, I, th- I thought it was really, really quite good when I checked it out. Um, other movies that he's been involved in as a producer, stuff like Animal House, uh, one called Heavy Metal, which is this adult one of the first adult animated films. Mm. Uh, it's just sort of not adult, like yeah. sort of like a adult animation. It's actually, I think um, Umbrella are about to issue Heavy Metal on Blu-ray, so oh. I'm looking forward to that. He produced Legal Eagles, Kindergarten Cop, Stop on My Mum Will Shoot, Beethoven. Space Jam, Father's Day, one of my favourite movies, Um, which... Oh, he directed that too. I love that movie. Robin Williams and um, uh, uh, um, uh, Billy Crystal. So good. They both find out that they were with this one woman. They both, I think, believe that this son was theirs. And then they have to go and find the son when he's run away. She contacts them and says, go and find your son. So they have to team up. Such a good little... I think it's got a crap rating. Um, But I would recommend anyone who has a chance to try and track that down. I don't know if it ever got... It's got a 5.3. But I loved it. It was one we had on VHS and I wore the tape out. So good. He produced Road Trip, Old School, Euro Trip, Disturbia. I Love You Man, another one of my favourites. Up in the air, uh, which I believe was directed by his son Jason, uh, um, Jason Reitman. Yeah, uh, no strings uh, said. No strings. Hitchcock, Baywatch, the 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 new Baywatch, mm. uh, father figures, the new Ghostbusters. He had a couple of movies in production as the director too. He was going to be doing a sequel to Twins called Triplets, oh, which would have been Schwarzenegger, <laughs> De- uh, Devito, and Tracy Morgan.
1: Oh, don't know if that's uh, going to happen now. I
0: really hope it does because that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, and he was also producing a musical comedy called Summer of Love with Shawn Mendes. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with those two projects now mm. uh, that he's sadly passed away, whether his son takes them on or they just sort you of would probably imagine fizzle so. away.
1: Yeah, you know, maybe. He's, he's, his son's making a name for himself anyway.
0: So why wouldn't mm. he take them over and complete his dad's work for him? That's about all the news I think I rounded up this week. I just thought we'd better touch on that, and we're on an hour and a half now, so I think it's time to. That's right. Close out the show. All right. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we've appreciated you joining us for our second last episode, uh, which is a bit of a surprise to uh, to you guys. Uh, look, the podcast goes out. Well, it goes out every Monday, but it goes out next Monday. And this Monday, obviously. And for the next two episodes, um, of course, patrons will get that early access. Uh, if you've got a patron of Comfort Dave Lee sign up for as little as a dollar a month. You can support it the last couple of weeks, whatever else. Um, but yeah, so the podcast will be on for the next two weeks. And then I'm essentially going to uh, cancel the, serve the provider. What do you call it? The host? Uh, the host, the podcast host, which means I think the podcast will be ripped down from the audio platforms, I'm not too sure, but they'll still be on YouTube if you want to go back and listen to like the back catalogue of it all, it's all on there. Um, if you want to write into to the show for the last episode, you can shoot an email to davidleepod at gmail.com. We'd love to get listeners involved for the last show. Write in, tell us your favourite moments, if you had favourite moments, uh, whatever, we'd just love to hear from some of the listeners for the last show some emails if we get any in uh, if you are listening on podcast platform please leave a review and a rating it should help for the next couple of weeks do you. care if the good ones are uh, bad
1: ones anymore <laughs> yeah, at this point <laughs>
0: uh, we, we appreciate anything any feedback um, YouTube preview uh, last week I dropped my Jetsons cartoon evolution finally got that one out I'm just working on one for uh, March which I really want out in like the first couple of weeks, so I'm going to absolutely crunch on that. Oh, I'm yawning. That's how early this still is. Um, of course, there's a bunch of cartoon news dropped this week as well. Uh, there's info on a new Wile E. Coyote movie that's going to start John Cena in a live action role. Sounds pretty funny. Uh, they've announced Sonic movie, the third one, before the second one's even come out. It's going to be a series as well. And they just announced all new SpongeBob movies. You can check them out on my YouTube or on the Cartoon News. also did a trailer breakdown for the upcoming Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie, which is headed to Disney Plus later in the year. Uh, Next week, or this week, I'm not too sure what's going to go up on the channel. I'm really going to be crunching on this Cartoon Evolution. There'll probably be some new stories and stuff coming up as well. But other than that, uh, that is it. Thank you again for tuning in to our second last show. We do hope to, to have you join us next week for the finale. And uh, we appreciate it all. Thanks to our old mate, Rick, for joining along for the show once again. Thanks, Dave. It's been a pleasure. Yes, uh, and we'll see you uh, all next week. Take care, everybody. Take it easy.
1: Stay healthy. Stay at home. Go to work. Do whatever you want to do, really. Just stay healthy.